welcome to the modern 81st episode of the non-player character podcast, a video game podcast with character. I am your 16-bit throwback host NPC, Paul, and with me, ooh, we almost got a whole team here. Sadly, Katie can't make it today because she caught a bad case of the polygon, but we do have some returning people. Someone near and dear to my heart, the 2D sprite to my 3D world, Kent. How you doing, Kent? Um, I'm uh, I'm doing pretty well. Um, I hope when I speak, you go through editing and make this very bit crushed, <laughs> low audio resolution. We're already over Discord, so I don't know if I could do much more than <laughs> what Discord is. Discord will do that for us. Exactly, exactly. And of course. The wired controller connecting us to the world of video game sports. It is Jeremy. How is it going, Jeremy? It is going fantastic. I'm with the boys recording a podcast playing Grand Theft Auto on my phone. It's great. Isn't that great? Isn't that great? We'll talk about how you're doing Technology. that in just a second. But before we do, of course, we have to talk about the beautifully 3D rendered real-time cutscene that is Leonard. How is it going, Leonard? <laughs> Better catch your yee ass haircut. I I know you've been streaming. How's that, how's that going for you? Uh, it's going good. Um, it's been going fairly well. We have this thing called Town Tuesdays. Um, all the listeners, if you join uh, twitch.tv slash GB edits instead of an E of three, um, you're more than welcome to join. We do Town Tuesdays and we have a bunch of people, even the NPCs come in and yes, play with us. It's a very fun time. Very so fun you should time. definitely come on by. Yeah, yeah. And if you're listening to this on the day that that, uh, that this comes out, which is Tuesday, you could probably catch it tonight. Just uh, just a couple hours from when, when you're downloading this, I hope. Yeah, it's uh, 7.30 p.m. PST. But if you go to my channel, you should be able to see, oh, what time it is. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know you post, you post everywhere and you have your own Discord channel. So definitely check yes, that out as well. But I would be remiss if I didn't introduce the next person with a little more gravitas. It's been a little while since we've heard his dulcet tones on the podcast. He is the 8-bit monochromatic NPC of yesteryear, Dan... Welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me, Paul. Yes. We've missed you, buddy. It's been too long since we've had your uh, cynical take on everything that's been going on. Uh, and uh, Jeremy's been trying his best to uh, to be that cynical. But it's, Jeremy, this is nothing on you. You sound too nice. You sound too pl uh, pleased with, with everything. So, Dan, we're really glad that, that your voice is here to say... Your 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 number one catchphrase. What's it all about, Dan? Me. That, that's all about me. <laughs> right now, Dan, it is. you're the Virgil to our. I thought it was. <laughs> 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 oh, all right. I'll take that. Yeah. So so uh, <laughs> I'm saying that in the most loving way possible. <laughs> <laughs> I, love it. I love it. So Dan, let's uh, let's stick with you. What have you been doing? What have you been playing? Uh, well, I've been playing BDO, of course. Oh, God, still? <laughs> uh, um, I got a unicorn, which is like a very difficult nice. thing. Is, is uh, it literally a unicorn or is it a rare? It is, it is literally a unicorn. Oh, I see. Okay. Basically, uh, you can breed horses and you can level them up from like one to eight. 
but once you get it to eight, you have to like raise it to get very specific skills. And then you get like pretty much uh, between like a 0.1% chance and like a 5% chance uh, every time you try. And it costs like an epic amount of money. And I got it at about 3%. Uh-huh. Nice. Uh, it's yeah, like, yeah. To understand it means like people will be doing this for like eight months just trying to get this fucking thing. <laughs> and you just cut the line and, and stole it. Exactly. Cool, cool. You know, but, uh, you, you mentioned breeding horses, and that brings me back. Longtime listeners might remember, and if you're not a longtime listener, you can definitely go back and check out older episodes that we've done. And Dan had a little problem that we all had to figure out and uh, help him through. And that problem, of course, was ARC. <sighs> and I feel, Dan, that... Oh, God. <laughs> that we're in the same boat again, Dan. I am playing another game, Paul. Okay. All right. Well, what is that other game? I am playing 12 minutes. Okay. All right. Um, how do you like it? Um, I really enjoy adventure style games. Um, I am stuck as hell in the game though. (laughs) So like, um, let's just say the not spoil things. I've done everything from electrocuting myself to electrocuting my wife to (laughs) stabbing things to, yeah. I, I, and I still have no idea what's going on. Right. Right. Um, I, I will, I will give my dissenting opinion on, uh, 12 minutes, uh, when it's my turn to speak, but for now, Dan, I'm glad you are playing something other than, uh, Black Desert Online BDO, there it is. Um, it's funny that it's called 12 minutes, so you're not taking a long time playing anything other than BDO, but that's fine. Yeah, I can fit about 12 minutes of something else in. <laughs> I got horses to breed, Paul. Oh, right, while BDO plays itself and you don't have to do anything. Moving on, Jeremy, what have you been playing? Well, I've been on vacation these past nine days, so I've been playing a handful of stuff. Uh huh. Um, I'm a very lucky man. I was able to uh, to bring along a new part of of my family. I, I, in addition to my family, uh-huh. um, so you know, I have my daughter. Yeah, did you um, daughter love her to death. Um, we added a PS5 to the family, Aww. and I am in love. Yeah, yeah um, it's easy to fall in love with something in superior love. in every way. I cuddle, I cuddle it every night. <laughs> no, um, so to answer your question, what I've been playing, I have been playing a lot of PS5 games. So I've been playing the new Spider-Man that I've been finally able to get to. Nice. Um, Ratchet and Clank, which blew my mind on how amazing the graphics are. Sure. Um, yeah. I need to get you and Kent on. I've been playing Chivalry 2, which is like a first-person medieval game, which has been absolutely... <laughs> it's it's a blast to play. It's been so much fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, I played the first And then, uh, you know, I... It's surprisingly really fun. I can chop people's heads and arms off, so how could I say no to that? Exactly. Um, and then just playing the casual. I got back into MLB The Show, and I've been playing Rocket League and a little bit of Grand Theft Auto. Ah, very good. Very good. Um, but I did want to ask you, you did mention that you were playing Grand Theft Auto on your phone. How do you even do that? <laughs> I promise you this episode is not sponsored by Backbone. We have no association <laughs> with Backbone. But you could sponsor um, us, Backbone. So... I have a backbone. I finally got one. I, well, my back is finally great now. No. Um, so a backbone, we talked about it last episode. It's basically a mobile controller for your phone. And if I can be honest, this is it's going to be the future of gaming. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm obsessed with it. Basically, it plugs in through my lightning port. It has its own specific app that I can use. I can play all my, uh, my Apple Arcade games if I want to play those. 
I can sh- literally stream my Xbox through my phone. It's basically turning my phone into a Switch. Um, the Stadia is on it. I have access to Stadia if I had a Stadia account. I have access to Steam on it. Um, I just set up my PS5 streaming method on, on the Backbone app. So tonight while I'm in bed, I'll probably play some Spider-Man. Um, little fun fact I didn't know. The phone I have, the iPhone 12 Pro Max, has very similar technology and visuals as the PS4. So, granted, I'm on my phone, but I'm still getting amazing the graphics, and I'm in love with it. Yeah. It's it's revolutionary. Yeah. Um, I did look at it, and I really did uh, appreciate everything that it was doing, uh, especially because most of uh, the controllers for phones are usually really cheaply made. Uh, and I don't know why. I don't know why that this market hasn't really been tapped yet. Um, because I, d- I don't necessarily agree that it's the future of gaming. But I would say, because the Wii was apparently the future of gaming and that didn't last long. Um, but I will say that uh, it is definitely up there with quality when it comes to the Switch and handheld. Uh, it, it is It is definitely the logical next step. Um, and I just wish they'd make it for phones that adults use. Anyway, we're going to move on. Uh, Kent, I want to know what you have been playing. I'm interested. Uh, I have been playing a lot of Sea of Thieves. Um, as you may know, you joined me in a couple of, uh, excursions. Very fun. Um, and I've been playing... Uh, the new Ghost of Tsushima Ooh, okay. upgrade. Love to hear about that. Um, and the third thing is Red Dead. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> you're waiting for oh, that God. one. Oh <laughs> God! Yeehaw! How yeah, it's a lot enjoying, of fun. How are you enjoying Red Dead? Um, I'm enjoying it a lot. I, I mean, if you flashback to the whole God of War versus Red Dead thing. Yeah. I was on the side of Red Dead, so I've always really enjoyed the game, but online has for the longest time been such a boring slog fest, but right. I think they've introduced enough stuff for me to uh, actually enjoy it. Yeah, um, for sure. If, if you're coming in now, uh, there's a lot of content for you to do. That's for, oh, that's yeah. for damn sure. If you've been playing the entire time, uh, you are probably no longer playing because there's nothing for you to do anymore. Um, but Kent, I am glad that you've uh, seen the light. Uh, and uh, a real quick uh, tip for everybody that Kent told me about. Uh, if you're going to play on a PS5 or probably an Xbox uh, or a PC even, uh, turn off the in-game HDR. Yeah. That was a fucking game changer, Kent. Like, my game uh, has never looked better. And... Uh, I cry now every time I play the game. <laughs> Just tears of joy streaming down my face. Yeah. yeah. It's the same with like Destiny. Destiny has HDR, but don't ever use it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, okay. Uh, tell me about this Ghost of Tsushima thing. I w- I've been looking at uh, YouTube videos, uh, uh, trailers mostly, uh, and uh, uh, some historian a YouTuber that I check out every now and then just made a new video about Ghost of Tsushima and this particular island, and I thought it was very interesting. So, how's the game? Um, It's really good. I mean, it's not a huge difference. Like, you're not going to, you know, it was already a really good-looking game, and if you're running on PS5, the backwards compatibility is already 60 frames. So you're getting, like, a resolution boost, 
um, alongside the huge expansion. Um, so it's, I recommend it, but I can definitely see those who just don't want to get it right now. Okay. Um, because if you're on PS five and you have the original game, it's a 30 buck upgrade. So that would include the expansion, the PS and the PS five version. Um, that is, that so, is more pricey than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, it's it's kind of pricey. Um, but, I mean, if you're really into, um, like, uh, what do you call it? Uh, historical accuracy. On the PS5 version, uh, they introduced a really cool thing, which was uh, Japanese lip syncing. Ah. Um, yeah, and the reason yeah. why it was waiting, they waited to do it for the PS5 is because uh, on the PS4, you were running at... Um, uh, pre-rendered cutscenes, but on the PS5 they're in-game native, um, so they can like actually sync the Japanese voice acting instead of like having two pre-recorded cutscenes for every single mission. Oh, okay. So it's worth it. The expansion itself is like something crazy. Like it's the length of the new Ratchet and Clank game, so you know. Yeah. It's it's sizable. It's not a little yeah, dinky no, thing. No, no. I haven't even gotten nice. to it yet because I'm doing New Game Plus, but okay. um, I've only heard good things about it. So That's good to know. Mm-hmm. So, Leonard, what have you been playing? You've been streaming, so that's got to be something good, right? Oh, man, I've been playing a lot. I've been playing Valorant. Uh, I've been playing Splitgate, which, by the way, Splitgate, uh, long story short, it is like what people say. It's basically Halo and Portal put into one. It's yeah. very fun. Um, I hear it's the best best first person shooter out right now. I hear. Yeah, it's really good. And the fact that it's free is so much better. It's good. Um, I definitely love it. It's definitely like the best parts of what classic Halo used to be. Mm. So definitely enjoying that. Um, I played Back for Blood beta. Um, It was cool. I've never really played Left 4 Dead before. So, of course, knowing that the people who practically made that were basically saying, hey, here's a Left 4 Dead 3, but it's called Back for Blood. Yeah. Um, did you it was play still it? pretty cool. Did you play it with people you knew or randoms? I hear randoms. I played with people is, I knew. Okay. Yeah. I hear randoms is no fun. Yeah, it's it's from I've heard the same thing as well. Yeah. Um, I've been also been playing Dead by Daylight. Uh, I've been okay. playing Skyward Sword. Man, you are um, all over the place. I love it. Oh, yeah, I've been everywhere. And I also so here's the thing. I have a funny little story, please. So there is a Battle Royale game that came out recently for the PS5 and PC. Uh, I believe for PS5, and PS4, it's free. Mm-hmm. Um and it's basically like a uh, it's like a Japanese fighter game. So pretty much you're fighting in a battle royale, but you're not using any weapons. You're okay, just using okay. your hands. I think maybe swords and shields yep, and that's yep, yep. it. Melee stuff. Yeah, basically melee uh, fighting. And it, you can do it like from solos to duos to trios. And I thought I found the right game. Okay. I did not. <laughs> <laughs> and I spent $20 on a game called Naraka Blood Blade Point. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I played it and I actually enjoyed it. Okay. It's a Battle Royale type of game. It was 20 bucks, which for a game nowadays, especially a Battle Royale one that has no real story, kind of pricey. Yeah, a little bit. But it's it was really fun. It was something I truly enjoyed and couldn't get enough of. Okay. That's good to hear. 
Well, dang, Leonard, you are going crazy. I think you get a gold star for how many games you've played this uh, this past couple weeks. Yeah, just trying to find something that sticks. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. I get it, man. Um, all right, well, I'll go last here. Uh, so uh, Jeremy was kind enough to give me, uh, I think it was like a month of uh, uh, Xbox Game Pass. And uh, I haven't gone back. I uh, uh, <laughs> used that month and then bought my own Game Pass because it is really, really handy. I'm able to play State of Decay uh, outside on my phone, uh, State of Decay 2 specifically. Uh, uh, I like that game a lot. It's fun. It's not a good game, but it's fun. Um, I was able to play uh, with Kent and a couple of his friends on Sea of Thieves which is fantastic. Uh, some, some game that I would never have ever bought by, uh, an Xbox for, I was able to just download and play, uh, for free kind of. Uh, and I, I fucking love it. Uh, but I was also able to get a game that I really was looking forward to called humankind. Um, I, I wish they would have pushed it back, uh, the entire year that they said they were going to push it back. Uh, but, uh, they didn't. And now it is not optimized at all. It takes, I timed it 12 minutes to load, uh, from launch and then another (laughs) four minutes, uh, to load into the game itself. Uh, and that's every time. Um, that's every time. Like they, they clearly dump the Ram, uh, to like absolute zero. When you close that game out. It's not something you could just pop back into and have a quicker load time. No, I have a pretty good machine. It's not the greatest thing in the world, but it's a pretty good machine. And it is, it is, and I don't know what's taking up the goddamn memory. It's not a huge, anyway, I don't want to get, I don't want to get into it, but. Just go to ram.com and download more RAM. That's what I got to do. Kent, you're right every (laughs) single time. But uh, I don't want to bore you with the details of the game. It's basically civilization, but not. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's fine. It's good. It's fine. Um, but I will talk about 12 minutes, Dan. I fucking hate it. I fucking hate the game. I hate it. You know why? You know why I hate it? First of all, Jeremy, uh, uh, not uh, well, McAvoy and Daisy Ridley are not fucking voice actors and Willem Dafoe, although he is amazing, is also not a voice actor. And oh yeah, no, I play acting, with subtitles. Like, I, like I could like I had to stop listening to them. Right, that might be a good idea because oh my god, they're oh, they're so bad at voice acting. It's not even funny. But on top of that, the animations are so stilted and just like I, what what happened? What happened with the animations? It seems like the entire game was like we're gonna have a top down view and it's gonna be great. And that's all they thought about. They didn't think about how the characters would actually move, like. If this was an ASCII game, I would understand. Like, I would give it a pass. But no, they they put this in, like, fully rendered beautifulness. And I I am disappointed with the animations. So I think it's because it's all AI-based. And that, like, there are certain things you can do which will chain the interactions Mm. together. Right. So, like, if you put a cup down in a certain spot... Uh, you know, even though you're talking, depending on when you raise a conversation to like, say, start the meal, yeah, um, it will continue talking, but also deviate from its normal plan to go get the water and then fill it up. And yeah, it, it, I, I guess so it has so. a bunch of like algorithms. And I think that's why it's clunky. I guess so. But like, you know, I'm coming from Red Dead Redemption and like those animations are very specific and they infuriate me sometimes. 
Uh, but everything looks realistic. Everything looks like it was purposeful. Getting on your horse isn't just a teleportation thing where you're pop on your horse. No, you have to put your foot up and then swing it over. And But this, it's, oh. it's so me- mechanical. Well, 12 minutes isn't, it's not a rock star game, man. It's a Maybe indie it title been. that, you know, probably with, with, got spat out in just a few years. With Willem Dafoe, Daisy Ridley, and uh, uh, James, McAvoy. James McAvoy, couldn't think of his first name. With them attached, you'd think that they would spend a little bit more money on production. But uh, I guess they spent all their money on uh, obtaining three uh, uh, stars. Voice actors. Voice, yeah. yeah, yeah. Not voice actors. Yeah, yeah, three actors. Three actors. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's not great, but honestly, I enjoy the mechanics and the diversity of the things that you can do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, have you found like I don't want to spoil things, but have you found the item in which you're probably looking for? Uh, no, I have not. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Neither have I. Yeah. How's the concept though? How does it actually play out? Um. So on a high level, uh, you come home. And you have about 12 minutes before somebody comes over. And once they come over, you don't really get much to do in that moment. So you have to either prepare or figure out a way of interacting with this person before they kind of shut your game down. So if you all remember... Sounds like Hitman. A a little bit. uh, Well, it's it's an adventure game. It's a point and click kind of like... Mm. Secret of Monkey Island. You yeah, go and you yeah. pick up a cup, you collect the knife, you grab the little things, and you're like, yeah. everything is mine in my inventory. <laughs> now what? Yeah, yeah. You know? So very trial and error. Yeah. Exactly. But like the way you place things can also determine little things. So it's like, you know, uh, there's little candles on the table. If you take those, then you can't have a candlelight dinner anymore. So the lights are on when you have dinner, so forth. Like little little nuances that all matter with things that you can actually interact with. So it's very interesting if you like that mechanic. Yeah. I, I, I think Dan, uh, and we've said this a hundred times about a hundred games, but I really think that you and I would have, um, uh, a really interesting conversation on, uh, a one V one about this game. Uh, because oh, yeah. I will say one thing that I absolutely love about this game is the music. The music is so atmospheric and perfectly timed and just like the stings hit at the part. Uh, it's, I could go on and on about the music, uh, but almost everything else I hate. Yeah, I haven't played with the audio in so long. I can't remember what the music looked like. Got it. Yeah. Sounded like. Check it out. Check it out. It's 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 gorgeous, gorgeous. So we are going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to have some news. But after that, I didn't even tell you what our topic's going to be. I usually do that at the beginning of the show. But this week, we're talking about some things in the modern gaming sphere that we couldn't live without. Say, save games. You know, things like that. So we hope to have you at the other end of the break. Bye. I'm so bored. There's nothing to do. Why don't we play a game? Sure. How about Call of Duty Modern Warfare? No, I always get called a squeaker. Fortnite? Nah, Fortnite's boring. How about Grand Theft Auto 5? Mom says I can't play that game. I got just the thing. Whoa! Need for Speed, the Yeet. Where this time you can yeet your car across the whole world from just one drift. You can yeet through buildings. Bang into other cars. 
You can even go underwater. And coming this summer, you can get the DLC to go into outer space. Say again, please. Houston, we have a... The story is the best ever in Need for Speed history. Johnny, we have to go 100 miles in about 2.5 seconds to jump over that oddly placed train. How are we going to do it? And this time as a GameStop exclusive, you get the legendary Master Yeet with two Yeet spray paints and get Yeet Nitrous in the beginning of the game. Need for Speed, the Yeet. Welcome back, everybody, and it's time for news, Leonard. We start with you every week because, to be honest, I like starting with you every week. It's fun to hear about what the uh, other side, the uh, uh, the other side of the gaming industry, is doing, and uh, you're the one who always brings it to me. So, Leonard, what kind of news do you have for us this week? Me. One of these days, that's going to come through crystal clear, and it's going to be fantastic. But until that day, I'm not going to edit anything. It's never going to come out the way it should, and that is just the sacrifice that we're going to have to live with. Hey, if, um, if basically, we, if we can get all these, Nintendo news, if we huh? can get these, uh, uh, if we can get these idiots to start taking their vaccines, and then the COVID thing goes away, and we can actually, you know, be inside of a studio all together at the same time, maybe we can uh, record you saying Nintendo news the way you used to do it. Yeah, or you could just invite me over, I just do it and then leave. <laughs> Ooh, that'd be cool. <laughs> All right, Have a really it. long boom mic. <laughs> Six foot boom just mic. Just do it outside. Yeah. Okay, now do it this way. <laughs> All right, like I didn't like that. I didn't hear anything. Let's do it one more time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Leonard, sorry to interrupt. What kind of Nintendo news do you have for us? Uh, so basically, all Nintendo really had was just Pokemon, which it's very good news to have because yeah. a lot of people were very interested in, what was it, a Pokemon Arceus? Uh, yes. Um, so everyone was really excited, especially like, this is a game that I'd say that almost every Pokemon fan has been waiting for. Like, they've been saying for the longest time, yes, an open world Pokemon game would have been great because... Technically, that's what Sword and Shield was supposed to be, but it failed horribly mm. because everyone was thinking it would be, but it wasn't. Right. So um, this game, they pl they definitely just showed basic gameplay of it, like where the mechanics, everything with it. And um, personally, it looks really good. It looks very promising. Um, I didn't really play much of Sword and Shield. Uh, just because I guess for me, I was just like, dang, I'm really playing the same game over again. It's just new shaders, new Pokemon, and 60 bucks all over again. Yeah. So for this time, I'm actually very excited, and I feel like I will actually do a full playthrough of it. Uh, um, yeah, Leonard. It's interesting. Leonard, I am 100% with you. Sword and Shield um, was a disappointment to me. It kind of felt like uh, I have finally aged out of Pokemon, which was uh, a sad thing to realize uh, now in my uh, uh, twilight years that I can't enjoy uh, something as simple and uh, pleasurable as, as Pokemon. But um, Arceus is sort of turning me around. I'm like, hey, wait a minute. This is something different. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. 
And then they also showed, I think, a little bit of Diamond and Pearl. Yes. Um, I didn't really watch it because sadly I was uh, working at the time. Um, but it was, it looked, honestly, everything looked promising after the, um, seeing little bits of uh, the trailer and such. It looked beautiful, it looked very promising. And this is a game, like Paul and I said, that we feel that we can definitely get back into and be like, you know what, this is, this is the time where we can actually enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. Because Diamond and Pearl, uh, in my opinion, were some of the best games that uh, Pokemon Company has ever made. Uh, and so to, to make a graphical update on that uh, is a no-brainer. And something that Nintendo, I'm surprised they're actually doing, so... Was there anything else that came out of the Pokemon? I don't think that there was. No, sadly, that was that was basically it yeah. for Pokemon. Um, and of course, there's still no updates on anything else. But that's just how Nintendo is because they like to focus on one thing and then on the other things later on for a different event and such. Right, right. Um, well, uh, if you're a Pokemon fan, this is definitely a week for you. Uh, and even if you're not, uh, Arceus does look really good. Um, and if you've never played diamond and pearl, now is definitely the time to do it. I know that Arceus comes out in January. Uh, and I think, uh, diamond and pearl comes out in December. So good. We're going to move on from there. Um, let's go for Jeremy. Jeremy, you had a couple of things on sports news. I'm sure. Right. Sports. Sports. sports news. Yeah. I have a handful, of so. course you did. Yeah. Sports. All right. So what do you got for us, Jeremy? So it's it's more of an EA thing because you know EA and dropping new games. Mm. Um, Dan and Kent are going to probably weigh on this. I've got feeling uh, EA has gone to the dark side. Um, Twenty two darker comes out. How do they they're, go darker into the way that they are already? They're so dark already. They're so. It's okay. What do you mean? <laughs> so they're the the darkest side. It's so dark <laughs> that it's like like Darth Vader is like. Damn, boy. <laughs> I see you. Cool. cool. Uh, <laughs> um, NHL 22, they're going to the first... They're the first sports game to go to the Frostbite engine. Um, Madden hasn't done it. Um, I think that's like really the only sports game they do is Madden and hockey. But yeah, they're going to the Frostbite engine. First EA like sports game to actually do it. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure when the development team heard that, the groan could be heard from blocks away. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, Frostbite Engine is notoriously difficult to work with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, good luck, NHL team. I'm sorry about that. They're like, they're like putting. They've been every single sports game has been putting it off for like a decade now. <laughs> they're like, uh, shit. Fine. Oh man, uh, I, I just don't understand why. Like, are they adding uh, C-130s into, uh, uh, into NHL so that the explosion of the ice can look more realistic or something? I like, I, I don't know what the frost engine can do for an NHL game, but I good for, good for them. There's only one reason. <clears throat> Dan, this one's for you. <clears throat> Money. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I can see what you mean, Paul. It needs a little bit less soul. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta have that. Just have it burned out from you. Yeah, speak yeah. from the void. Of course, of course. <laughs> You're the professional, Dan. That's why we. That's why we need you here. That's what uh, I'm here for. <laughs> so, uh, other than the frostbite terrible decision, <laughs> um, what other uh, things uh, in the sports gaming universe uh, have you brought in us? So uh, EA again. 
Madden 22 is officially uh, it's, it's officially out. Okay. Um, it, here's the thing with these sports games. They always go, oh, we changed the mechanics. Oh, we changed this. We changed this. But then when you go into the game, it's the same thing as it was the past five years. Yep. I have not personally played it, but from the followers that I, the, the people I do follow that play it, um, are stating that it is a little bit different of a gameplay. I think one big thing that EA finally got right is that they focused on the crowd aspect of it at these sports games. Ah. Uh, so for an example, um, let's say you're at a, a big rivalry game, like Niners versus Packers. They're big rivals. Now, the crowd will get so loud and so obnoxious that the other team will start making mistakes. So for an example, you throw a ball to a, a wide receiver. He's going to drop it because of the nerves of the crowd being so loud. So the okay. quarterback will... But Jeremy, uh, I, I appreciate that. That that does add a little bit of uh, realism uh, to a game that is already uh, very real. And that's that's very nice. Uh, here's my only complaint about that. Uh, that turns a skill based game into, uh, well, basically, you'd be praying to the gods RNG random generation. Yes. Thank you, Leonard, uh, that uh, your your fucking player who you've spent all season with will catch the ball when he's fucking supposed to catch the ball. Like, I love how realistic that is. However, there is a limit. Uh, uh, and that limit is when it turns from skill to RNG. Yeah. I play Madden so I can, I can dump 90 yard, like long balls. Yup. Uh, I play it's a video game. I, I, right. I, I play, I play video game football so that I can do, uh, 150 yard kicks, uh, into the field goal. Like, that's why I miss Blitz. Oh, Blitz! <laughs> I miss Blitz. I miss Blitz. NFL Street. That was another good one too. Um, so from what I have read, it has owned that game. That part of the game is only in like franchise mode, um, like with the crowd. So okay. it's not helps, like it's not affecting online purposes yeah, of it. Yeah. Um, from what I've been reading, but it's just a nice little little touch that they actually decided to give some love to the fans. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it, it makes sense. Um, it's funny that uh, in the year where stadiums are empty uh, because of a global pandemic, they're adding uh, uh, stadium details, which, uh, I don't know, irony? Maybe? Who knows? So uh, is there um, any other sports news that you have for us? Lastly, lastly, um, Rocket League came out with a brand new update. Season, uh, I think they're on season four already. Um, some big news with the update. Obviously, there's like new car, new decals, yada yada yada. Um, they did update it on the PS5, and I've noticed it single hand playing it on my PS5. Um, it's now a honey 120 frames per second on the PS5. Um, All so right. you know it makes it a little bit more crisper, a little bit more cleaner yeah, playing yeah. it. It should definitely help with competitive too. Absolutely. Speaking of competitive, um, they just released competitive uh, 2v2. So competitive has been a around a whole, before you guys yell at me, competitive has been around a whole uh, since the day of Rocket League. Um, but there's a new thing that's come out. It's called tournaments. And I think they're only like every three hours. So three, six, nine, yada, yada, yada. And it was only triples. So you can only play those tournaments and triples. And if you like won the tournament, 
Um, get like packs for your car, a super cool little title like season three winner, blah, 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 under your name. Um, but they finally dropped 2v2 competitive in the tournaments, and it's gotten Rocket League players really excited about it. Okay. Okay. That's good. Um, yeah, they're, uh, they're drip feeding content. Uh, fine. I mean, th- that's the kind of game that nev- never needs to have a sequel. I mean, it's, it's, it was perfect day one and all they needed to do was make it perfecter. And the fact that they're just adding slight things here and there to make it better, 120 frames, et cetera. Uh, I'm sure ray tracing is on their whiteboard, uh, somewhere. Um, yeah, it's, it's good. Good for them. I'm, I'm glad. Uh, and, uh, who's the team again? That's not Beanox, is it? No, I can't remember. Bionic. Bionic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I know that they started out real small and now they're much bigger. So, uh, this is one of those, double uh, oh, A teams that, uh, that grew into something massive. It's not psionic anymore. It's oh. Epic Games. Uh, well, they bought Epic them. Games bought psionic. Right. Yeah, they bought them. Right. The, yeah. Yeah. Which is, which is why the drip feed comment is so funny. Um, but, uh, no, I mean, it, I'm, I'm glad that they got bought by someone huge and they probably are now driving around Maserati's. Uh, and, uh, you know, dating supermodels. That's good. Good for them. I'm really glad for them. It's, they made a good quality game and people love it. Uh, and, uh, uh, yeah, good, good for them. I'm glad. Anybody else have any news today? Kent, I know you said something, but Dan, you, you're, you just spoke up. So now I'm picking on you. (laughs) Damn it. That's why I don't say anything. (laughs) So what is it, Dan? What did you bring uh, for us? Um, well, uh, they did say that Halo um, is going to have a few features delayed, and they actually ended up saying, uh, and I quote, uh, yeah, I mean, we talked about doing uh, delaying the game, uh, but where we landed is that Halo is a live game, so it isn't ever really done. Which basically means it's going to launch unfinished. Pop and out. Like, yeah, it's literally like, yeah, don't worry, we'll patch it. Well, what they should have said is that now Halo is a live game. Because I remember when Halo 3 and 2 and 1 came out, those games were done. Oh, wait, except for the the map pack that came out for Halo 2. But no, those games were mostly done uh, when they came out. And ever since 343 took over... They, they haven't been done when they came out. And no, the, not at all. <laughs> the E3 showing uh, back in 2019 um, was not a good sign. Uh, and now this beta, this online beta that came out, um, was also not a good sign. Uh, and the fact that, uh, Leonard, you've been playing a game uh, that is 100% uh, just a, a recreation of the good old Halo 3 slash Halo 2 multiplayer days. Uh, what was that game called again, Leonard? Splitgate. Split it's currently in beta. Yes, and it has been blowing up the internet. And I'm sure that Microsoft and 343 are a little bit nervous uh, because this free-to-play uh, first-person shooter game is only going to get bigger and better. Um, and Halo might be left in the dust because of it. I don't know. I mean, it's all going to come down to how that launches. I mean, Halo will always have legs, um, yeah. so I don't think it'll ever get left in the dust fully. 
Yeah. Unless true. it launches like a train wreck. And that's going to be the issue because this is supposed to be a game that was supposed to launch last year. Yes. And it was delayed supposedly just to fix the graphics. But none of the things that are getting delayed now are visually oriented. They are mechanics within the game itself. So what's actually going on and how bad are things at the moment is the big question. Yeah. Because I know we lost, uh, or uh, 343 lost a game director during the development uh, of this. And I'm sure they've lost other team members uh, through all this. And not even uh, talking about the COVID delays that uh, I'm sure this game suffered. Um, But this was supposed to, I'm sure, supposed to be an internal launch uh, game for the Xbox. And then it got delayed. And then it, uh, it was shown and everyone was like, that guy looks like Shrek's ugly uh, grandpa. And um, it got delayed again. And now in the current state, I saw a lot of people playing that beta and a lot of people having a hard time logging into the beta. And when they were playing the beta, the AI uh, that they were playing against, because you couldn't play with other people, um, were tragically easy. Uh, So I... I'm a little bit worried about this game. I want to know what the campaign is. I want to know what they mean by semi-open world uh, in a first-person shooter on a Halo. Like, all of that sounds really, really cool. I want to know what Master Chief is up to. But I'm worried. Yeah, I think uh, you have every right to be. Yeah, yeah. Well, from uh, one shit show to another shit show, Kent, I want you to talk about something because I... I don't know much about what you're going to talk about. You just said the word and I was like, ah, yes. Talk about that. All right, guys. Bitcoin. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's big, So guys. we're going to be talking about Gamescom. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty much uh, a, a convention where um, a bunch of developers well, they would have flown out to see each other and share ideas, and it kind of morphed into a E3 light type of deal, and that's kind of what we're seeing now. Um, I didn't do my research enough to see if it was like all virtual. Um, I'm sure it's going to be mostly virtual. I know Jeff Keeley's hosting it. Uh, <laughs> well, he, good old ha- he hosts baby boy everything. Jeff. He literally hosts everything. Yeah, it's going to like pass out one of these days just yeah, like yeah uh, he's probably exhausted oh i'm sure um but the cool thing is there are actually a few really high uh highbrow big name reveals and trailers that we're going to be seeing uh namely three uh capcom is teasing something it may be the resident evil 4 like first look um okay so that's a rumor but the two confirmed ones that we're going to be seeing are uh saint the saints row reboot which we've known about for a a few years now uh but seen absolutely nothing of i I don't even think we knew was a reboot per se yeah um and the other thing is uh, the Skywalker saga, Lego Star Wars, that is. Mm. Um, and I'm pretty excited for that one. I'm, I'm kind of nervous because of all the how delays. things have been going on. I mean, it's yeah. the story for every game, how it gets delayed nonstop. But uh, this one, they, it seemed very ambitious for Telltale. Right. Or, sorry, not Telltale, Traveler's Tales. Traveler's Tales. I always get yeah. them mixed up. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I, I, I have been looking forward to the Legos cause, uh, that it's a great series. Like it's, it's a great mindless game, uh, to just hop on and play, uh, and to hundred percent and stuff. But the fact that they keep delaying it and the fact that the last trilogy was the way it was, um, it has, it has made me nervous. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, regardless of the star Wars aspect of it, uh, it just sounds appealing. So let's hope that they don't, you know, roll back on a bunch of the mechanics and ideas that they've been, you know, flaunting about. So, right. right. And, and that they don't make everything DLC. Like you can play the first three movies. Oh, I'm sure there's, I'm sure it's, they said all the movies that's going to be in the base, but I'm sure Mandalorian, uh, Obi-Wan content's going to be DLC. That's sure. Clone Wars. Very. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Bad Batch. Bad Batch, that's the one. Yeah, right. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm looking forward to more from Gamescom. Um, they usually, some of the panels that come out of Gamescom is some of the most like uh, influential developers uh, in the entire industry uh, talk about how they make their games, and it's it's, yeah. it's an amazing uh, thing to YouTube and and just sit and watch and. Watch the uh, the genius's uh, uh, mind work. It's kind of cool. Not this year is probably going to be pretty light, considering they're not going to have a big conference. But yeah, yeah. Um, you know, one of my favorite ones was the the team from Dead Space uh, talking about their diegetic design mechanics for like the HUD and everything. That right. was a pretty interesting. I'll watch. I recommend anyone listening to check that out. Yeah. I'll look up uh, their games conference, Dead Space. It's pretty interesting stuff. I, they also did one for sound design, and I believe they used, uh, I don't remember which rapid transport. I don't know if it was BART. It could have been that it, or it one was, of the other ones nearby, but they used the train sounds for the uh, monsters. Yeah, it was sound BART. Design. It was BART because the, uh, cool. uh, the guy who thought up dead space in the first place that worked at sledgehammer at the, or that then went to sledgehammer. Um, he lives in like the, the Bay area somewhere. I met him. He's a oh. nice guy. Yeah, no, they're, you know, I'm really excited to see what they're going to cook up to for the dead space reboot. I don't even right. know if we talked about that. Yeah. I don't no, know if didn't. that was in one of those shadow weeks that we yeah, didn't yeah, air an was, episode. That was in, uh, the dark week. Yeah. Um, yeah. but, uh, yeah, no, uh, there's a lot of good things coming up. Um, I know right now there's sort of like a lull and a lot of people are feeling that lull. Uh, there's some major streamers that are like kind of getting burnt out on the fact that there's no content to make. Um, yeah. And the games that they have loved for so long, uh, like Call of Duty and uh, WoW, uh, because of what's going on in the courts right now that we won't get into again because I'll start yelling again. Um <laughs> Uh, because of those things going on, a lot of Twitch uh, uh, watchers are not watching them. So it is good to see that the industry is moving forward with their, you know, their their eyes their eyes forward. They got their blinders on. They're seeing the distance. They know that the next gen consoles are out and getting into more people's hands day by day. So I, I can't wait uh, to see what happens. And on that fact, I will actually really quick talk about a game. That was announced. Well, it was announced a while ago, but it was shown off. Um, it is, uh, and I, I actually can't remember the title of the game because it's a Chinese word. Um, but uh, uh, oh, it's, it's black something. 
Black Myth. Black Myth, there it is. Yeah. It's this game called Black Myth. And holy crap, if you guys have not checked out the trailer for that thing, uh, watch it on the best monitor or whatever you have. It is astonishing. Uh, the Unreal Engine is the, this is going to be the uh, first major game uh, to come out of this studio. And one of the first major games uh, to come out uh, using Unreal Engine 5. It is unbelievably gorgeous. Uh, I was a little bit worried because at the beginning it sort of looks a lot like a Dark Souls-esque uh, game. And you know me, I don't play Dark Souls because I love myself uh, and I appreciate uh, my heart and uh, everything that it does, pumping blood uh, at a normal pace around my body. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but it quickly turns into clearly like a, a, an action RPG uh, in the vein, same vein of uh, God of War or something like that. It is astonishing what they're able to get away with in the Unreal Engine 5. And it's coming for PS5, it's coming for Xbox Series, and of course it's coming for PC. So uh, that was my quick little rant about this amazing game. Check it out, please. We are going to take a break, and when we come back, we will be talking about the things we've gotten used to in modern games. Say, wireless controllers. Remember when we didn't have those? We'll talk about that when we come back. Anyway, bye. Hear ye, hear ye. The Non-Player Character Podcast presents What It Is Like to Play Fortnite Battle Royale By Yourself Alright, uh, I have some challenges I need to do. What challenge do I have to do? Oh, I have to kill seven people in Tilted. Alright, um... I kind of want to go tilted, but then there's that find that location at Lucky Landing. Yeah, you know what? Fuck it. I'll just go Lucky Landing. All right. Um, oh, not not too many people. Oh, actually, no one's there. All right. This is perfect. All right. Um, Got to get some brick, uh, some wood. Oh, vending machine. 500 wood, though, for an AK. Nah, I'm, I'm cool off that. Uh, oh, found a rocket launcher. <gasps> big shield yes 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 big shield all right great took the big shield let's see what else do i need and of course after i take big shield i find mini shields right there <sighs> god this, this game i swear epic if you could do one thing for me all right all right what 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 how what there was no one here how a 50 meter snipe what how does he have a semi-automatic sniper? Those are vault, bruh. Ooh, okay, let's see. This is my second time playing Fortnite again. All right, then. What the hell are kids doing? Is he flossing? Uh, whatever, man. Let's see this started, all right? All right, I'm in a bus. I don't know where the hell I'm doing right now. There's really no instructions how to play this game at all. Oh, I guess everybody's jumping. Just thank you to the bus driver. Wait, what? Press X. All right. Cool. Oh, there we go. Oh, wait. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, 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 oh,
Oh, so you parachute out. Okay, this is kind of like PUBG, but more cartoonic. Okay, that makes sense, makes sense. Okay, um, I'm just randomly at a random place. I don't know what the hell to call it. Um, I got a pickaxe. That's kind of cool, I guess. Let me just... Oh. Oh, I can get material? Mm, oh, cool. All right. Uh, oh, I see a chest. Yo, oh, wow. Wait. What the fuck? What? Is that a trap? Oh my god, you kidding me? I'm not playing this game no more. Bye. And now, what it is like to play Fortnite Battle Royale with randoms. Alright, man, where do you want to go? Hello? Hey, how's it going? Hey, hey! Where, oh, where, no. Let's go to Tilted Towers. Let's go to Tilted oh, Towers. Come on. Uh, I don't want to go Tilted. Come on, man. I, come on, dude. Come on. I want to go Paradise. I'm going Paradise. Oh, you can go Tilted. Oh, my God, dude. Come on, man. You're so lame. Look, you go you go Tilted. I'll go Paradise. Fine. Whatever, dude. I don't even care, man. I care. I got like 50 dubs anyway. I mean, good dubs you got anyways. Got maybe seven. I don't know. I'm. <laughs> That's so funny. You're a loser. Oh my god. Tyler. Oh. Tyler, watch your language. What? Watch your language, Tyler. I can't hear you. Tyler, watch your language. I hate her so much. God. So till the towers, okay? I I'm already at paradise. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Oh man, good old Fortnite. Play some duels right now. Let's get this started. Hey, what's up, man? Whoa. Hey, yo, yo, my can guy. My guy. Yeah. My guy. Yo, Mike. What? In your mouth right now. All what? Like that. Dude. Dude. Oh, oh, what? what is that sound? Uh, uh, where do you want to go? Why are you so loud? Where do you want to go, though? Who hurt you? Alright, I'm going to go drunk. You need to go. Alright. I'm reporting you. Alright. Like, right now. Alright, man. Bye. Bye. And now, what it is like to play Fortnite Battle Royale with ducks. This has been what it is like to play Fortnite Battle Royale. Thank you. Welcome back, everybody, and it's time for the topic of the week, and that topic is the little things in video games that we sort of take for granted, things that weren't always so. We're talking about save states and being able to load your game without entering in a ridiculous string of numbers and letters and hoping to God that you wrote it down right, because if you didn't, you're starting back from the beginning of the game again just like the noob that you are, or wireless controllers. The fact that now you can't strangle your little brother with your controller anymore and that you can't, uh, uh, you know, do the things that uh, little brothers and older brothers do to each other, like 
uh, unplugging uh, their controller and pretending like they're playing when they're not actually. So <laughs> we wanted to make uh, uh, this a little easy because, uh, you know, we're coming back from a week off because we were just so pissed off about uh, Activision Blizzard that, uh, yeah, we needed some time. But uh, here we are. And uh, I want to talk. I want to talk uh, to Jeremy first, because uh, Jeremy, you're the newest to our podcast uh, family, and uh, you know I, I want to know more about you. And so the best way I think to know more about a person is to ask what uh, new things in video games uh, they're glad that are here that uh, back in the day weren't so true. It's the first question I ask on a date, so it's the first question I'll ask to you. So Jeremy. What are the things that you're glad that modern gaming has? <laughs> That's a trick question because I, I know you're trying we're trying to go for a shorter episode tonight, but it's such a it's a it's such a like spot on topic. There's just there's so much to yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, there is. Uh, but pick one thing also, uh, and maybe okay. somebody else will cover something that you wanted to say. Easy peasy. Um online multiplayer. Mm. Um I'm just gonna start off with that. Sure thing. Um it's I've had some of my best memories playing, you know, Battlefield 2, Battlefield 3, Battlefield 4 online with my friends or playing, you know, World at War, uh, Killing Zombies with my friends in my Xbox Live party. Um, heck, I've met one of my gaming friends. We've been friends online for eight years and we freaking got sushi um, like. Two months ago, um, I think, yeah, that, I think that's the spot. That's the episode, guys. Have a great uh, see you guys in two weeks. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, uh, Jeremy, you're you're right. Um, you're right on the money because uh, if Katie was here, she she might agree with you because uh, she had a friend uh, uh, actually uh, staying at her place that she met online. Uh, his name is Publico, uh, and he's an incredibly nice dude. I, I got to meet him uh, and play Cards Against Humanity against the disgusting depravity that uh, that is Publico. <laughs> Um, and, and if he's hearing us, uh, he, he knows what I'm talking about. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, he, uh, uh, they met online and, uh, he was up here for a handful of reasons and stopped by Katie's place and, uh, stayed the night there. And he was, he's just, a, he's just a nice guy. And that would not have happened if, uh, they hadn't met over, uh, uh, destiny online. So, uh, uh, yeah, online gaming for sure. Dan, uh, give me, give me, give me, give me your online gaming story. I want to well, hear. I want to hear from from the OG where it used to not be this, but now now it is. Well, I mean, it comes down to like different eras. If you really think about like, um, I remember playing Counter Strike, but only through a LAN. <laughs> yeah, like I, I remember bringing a giant tower to a friend's house with a giant CRT TV, <laughs> you know, or. Or monitor, monitor, and it yeah. took like yeah, uh, like two people to bring the monitor in because like I had to have like a twenty-seven inch monitor, which was like holy crap. <laughs> like, the thing was like like a hundred pounds right, because right. it was, you know, it's crazy how heavy those things were back in the day. And then it's like you move to like the PlayStation Two era, and you had to buy a separate like. um adapt module that you attach yeah, yeah. to the back of your you know your ps2 oh yeah I but, it, those. but even before that i don't know if you guys remember um things called x play for like this the playstation oh, and yeah. the genesis mm-hmm. where it was like i wanted so bad but i had to like try and convince my parents to do like a 20 dollar a month subscription and it was like that's not gonna happen <laughs> it's never gonna happen you know and it's like 
gaming online is so much easier nowadays yeah. than yeah for sure you know it's ever been yeah uh i mean i i remember um uh playing halo the original halo uh couch co or a couch uh versus where like you had to promise each other not to look at the other guy's screen uh because of course you sh- you shared a screen back then uh like we didn't have uh multi uh xboxes in the house no 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 it was one gigantic vcr sized xbox uh, and, uh, the second player always got saddled with the original Xbox controller, that big ass beefy chunk of plastic. Uh, and we all had to promise don't peek, no screen, no screen hacking, no, <laughs> whatever we called it back then. I can't even remember. Um, screen peeking. Screen peeking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then when call of duty, uh, uh, the, the first modern warfare came out it was a, it was a game changer. It was 360. We had an Xbox Live Pass, and we were all in in one room on one couch, screaming at each other to shoot better, uh, and uh, vowing that we will, uh, you know, kill more people than the last. And uh, you know, online gaming doesn't necessarily mean that all the gaming happens online. It just means that uh, most of it does. Uh, and there's still there's still a potential for couch co op and couch uh, uh, fun to be had uh in online gaming uh leonard well, one, oh yeah dan go for it well one thing i will mention is like also people don't appreciate the concept of matchmaking yeah uh older gaming older pc older like playstation those uh era like we didn't have matchmaking you went into a lobby yep, yep. and you just found a game and played it you didn't play with people of your rank. There was no online uh, MMR, I think it was called, where your 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 online rating system oh, to determine yeah, yeah. like your skill base, so that they would match people of your skill with you. Yeah, none of that stuff existed. It was just a wild west of you go where you're gonna go, and you try <laughs> and find a server near you yeah. of the one or two that may be available. Yeah, if yeah. you're lucky. Ours is in San Jose. yeah uh leonard uh you stream now so online gaming is part of your life what do you remember about uh multiplayer oh man um i remember back when i was younger uh i think it was during the days where i actually had like a ps3 Mm. um i didn't really have much multiplayer experience because none of my friends had a PlayStation 3. <laughs> Were they all Everyone Xbox? had an Xbox right. 360, yep, 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 and yep. I was the only one who didn't have it. <laughs> so I played with a bunch of randoms, what? and uh, it sucked. Yeah. <laughs> it really sucked. Yeah, None of my friends really had a PS3, and I was basically all by myself with it. Yeah. And now with... Are Clark- you joking, Leonard? What Uh-oh. do you mean? Uh-oh. We went to the same school. I had a PS3. I'm done. Yeah, but we no. never really played together. You never asked. Because you never asked. Anyways, so, <laughs> but my revolutionary thing, though, that uh, I say definitely changed the game. Yeah, go for no it. No pun intended. Autosave. Autosave. Oh. I have a huge story from GameCube days. <laughs> okay. Remember memory cards? Oh, I remember memory cards. I lost my big 60 file memory card. Oof. Which had all my save progress of every game I ever had. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I was destroyed. I had to get a new memory card. I had to play everything all over again, get to where I was, and then just enjoy playing it from where I was. It was I a had huge the same task. Thing. 
And uh, it was, but luckily, like, I would say that nowadays, since more systems have like a gra- like some type of save data within itself that it remembers or some type of autosave feature, yeah. it, it saves you half that trouble. Yeah. Like there are still some cases where every once in a while, you know, files get corrupted and such, but it, it's, it's so rare that it hardly ever happens. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you to the person who said autosave was a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Autosave is a, a genius idea. Kent, uh, uh, tell me your woes. I, I heard you uh, say you had something similar happen to you. Uh, yeah. My PS2 memory card. And it's the ones, it was the ones that had like so many megabytes. So I had all my games on there. Got corrupted because yeah. oh. a uh, controller got disconnected during an auto save <laughs> funnily enough and uh boom everything's gone everything's but gone. that's not my uh little uh thing i can't live without anymore though uh-huh um for me that is button and key binding oh being able to change what buttons do yes because why why is jump l3 who in god's name thought oh let's make jump l3 that's a good idea jump, jump was uh jump was r3 in uh, apex for me i changed it to r3 uh, you so you don't it. have to take your fingers off of the analog so you can jump Put it, make it l1 oh <laughs> just no <laughs> but like that that's uh, that proves my point nobody's well, so gonna you can agree jump and fire you can use your thumb to fire l1 and, and then fire with r1 so you l1 r1 l1 buttons, r1 as well as moving with your no it's already there well that proves my point nobody will agree on the best controller you know layout yeah. layout yeah, and yeah. everything like that so being able to customize your own controls is a godsend yeah no uh, uh can't i mean you you definitely hit it on the head uh but it sort of speaks to a bigger thing that uh, modern video games have given us and that's accessibility in general uh colorblind yep. modes even though colorblind modes usually aren't very good um which is shocking to me i think there must not be colorblind developers. That that just has to be the case. Anyway, um, yeah. But uh, colorblind mode, key bindings, uh, special controllers for disabled people, uh, all these kinds of things that allow uh, just anybody to pick up a controller of any shape and size and be able to play it. The only thing that I wish would happen at some point in the future is I want to be able to play an Xbox game with my PlayStation controller or vice versa. Like, I, I don't know why necessarily we can't do that. I know it probably has something to do with money. Dan, I'm sure it's probably money. It's uh, always money. It's always money. But uh, yeah, I, I, I definitely love the fact that I can change uh, W uh, on my keyboard to not be walk forward because uh, I'm a monster and uh, I use, um, let me just look at my keyboard real fast to make this joke funny. Uh, I use Y uh, to walk forward, um, but I still use ASD for uh, backwards and left and right. Um, are you, what are you? Are you from like another planet? <laughs> no, I, I yes, hit Kevin I hit, fingers. I hit Y with my thumb. Oh my goodness! <laughs> You're so far choked up. What are you using the F keys? <laughs> That's it. That's it. I use the F key for forward. <laughs> Cause it, cause it's for, for forward. 
And I use print screen for left mouse button. Uh, what is this, Flight Simulator? And I use Control-Alt-Delete to play the game properly. There it is. Yeah. 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 I'm going to Alt-F4 myself. So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, that that's mine. No, I get I it. Mean, I get it. Ugh, I um, can't live without it. I mean, some games still don't have it. I'm yeah. not saying every game lets you do that. Uh, console games are... It's like half, it's 50 50. Um, but now, at least, uh, I don't know about Xbox, but PlayStation has the their accessibility mode where you can remap the buttons. Yeah, entirely, which is, which is fantastic. And I'm sure yeah. if Xbox doesn't have it, they will have it soon. Um, because Xbox has, they have that uh, special controller uh, for disabled people that are, that uh, is completely mappable 100%. Um, right. Uh, which is, which is amazing. Uh, and, uh, yeah, accessibility is, is a huge thing. Uh, and, and button mapping is, 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 is huge as well. Um, I, I just wanted to real quick cause, uh, Leonard, your thing reminded me of something. Uh, when the PlayStation one came out, I bought uh final fantasy seven, uh, day one. Um, however, I didn't buy a memory card cause I didn't know you'd needed one. So I played the first few missions for an entire month uh, before I saved up an, enough money to buy myself a, uh, a memory card because this was the first system that I saved up my uh, allowance the entire time, bought the system for myself and the game for myself. Uh, my dad got me a second game, uh, but then after that, I was on my own. And so I had to save up again to buy a memory card that was eight megabytes big so that I can save my progress in Final Fantasy seven. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that, that was, that's always fun. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, you know, what's funny about that. Actually, they're talking about memory cards. Yeah. Um, we still use them. Um, I mean, for example, of, yeah. the switch, um, <laughs> yeah. I have an external, I have an external, a little external card that, that goes between the flap to give me like 500 extra, like gigabytes for games to download. Yep. Uh, yep. My Xbox still has has an external hard drive on it that has two terabytes on it. Yep. Uh, so uh, it's it's funny that we're talking about memory cards and we still use them. <laughs> yeah, in, in in a sense, we definitely still use memory cards, which is which is a little funny. Um, so yeah, uh, for me, I I like uh, I'll, I'll do mine real quick. My, mine is is wireless, uh, wireless controllers, wireless internet, um, just wireless in general. Uh, uh, media remotes, even I'll take, um, as, as a guy who has done audio for like about 10 years plus, uh, cables are the worst thing in the world. I have a thousand cables running, uh, to make this entire, uh, uh podcast happen on a biweekly basis. And, uh, if I could get even one less cable in this entire setup, it would be fantastic. And, 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 Video games have allowed me to do that by taking away the controller cable that tethered me to the system that costs money. Uh, and yeah, uh, one of my favorite memories uh, playing video games was again with the PlayStation one. Um, we were redoing the entire living room and we put the PlayStation one in a very nice place. It looked great uh, with uh, a couple of games that I uh, frequented next to it. Uh, the first time I turned that game on uh, in its new location. Uh, I went to the, the couch and uh, accidentally pulled the entire system off the shelf uh, and broke the disc inside the PlayStation. <laughs> uh, 
so uh, wireless controllers uh, are fantastic, and I love them. Um, Dan, you're old, like me. Yeah. Yeah. So you remember the the pain that is wired controllers. Uh, oh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any fantastic stories about fucking wired controllers? Uh, well, let's just say uh, I'm playing at a friend's house and his little brother is running and just clotheslines the controller wire pulling. I think Ooh. it was 64. Ooh. Just out of the entertainment center. Yep, 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 yep. Thankfully, Nintendo built things like a brick. Oh, yes. So it was okay. Yes, but like, yeah, <laughs> like that stuff like And that's why Xbox had the uh, detachable cable. Yeah, the breakaway. That was fucking yeah. genius of them. And I, I will never uh, uh, thank them enough for doing something like that. Um, yeah. But I do. Uh, I do remember real quick. I do remember uh, going out trying to find a good PlayStation 2 wireless controller. One of those with the dongles uh, and the whole thing. Uh, they didn't exist uh, because 2.5 gigahertz uh, signal wasn't a thing uh, yet. So they were dealing with, I think, 1.8 gigahertz. Uh, and it could be interrupted by a telephone call. Uh, that thing was a piece of garbage. And I think <laughs> yeah, I and it had the receiver them. that was like the size of a, like a cell phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. it was real. I think it had an antenna on it. Like it, yeah. it was, it was real bad. It was real bad. The wireless options uh, before the standardization of 2.5 and uh, Bluetooth, they were not good. Uh, they were not good. Wavebird uh, also comes to mind. Yes. <clears throat> Uh, so Jeremy, you had others. Let's let's go back to you. This this was a little quicker than I thought it was going to be. So uh, go for it. <laughs> um. So I know we're talking about like consoles, and we're talking about like memory cards and wired controllers. I think there's a big one that we're missing, and I I, I feel like everyone's going to weigh in on this. Um, mobile gaming. Okay. Um, okay. I don't know about you guys, but when I'm doing my business in the bathroom. And I'm just, you know, I'm just there. I've read the magazine. I read my driver's license like a million times. I'll literally bust my phone out and I'll play Angry Birds. Um, <laughs> or one I'm addicted to is BitLife. Um, I, I think, like, you know, back in the day when the iPod Touch, I think, when it first came out and everyone had an absolute panic attack when, like, Angry Birds came out or Flappy Bird. Um, oh, I don't know if you remember that one. Oh, I, you, <laughs> you whippersnapper. You, you young man. <laughs> you. <laughs> snake. Snake on the, uh, sorry. Snake on the, you know, the, Nokia, the old school brick phone. On the Nokia brick phone. Snake, motherfucker. <laughs> God damn. That thing was a game changer. Uh. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, I, I, I completely agree with you in some aspects of that, Jeremy. Mobile gaming has, uh, in the past, I would say, five years, uh, exceeded my expectation uh, for anything that you could do on your phone, for sure. However, I will say, most mobile games are not that, and instead, just uh, fucking cookie clickers and idle games and fucking push notification uh, uh, machines that drive me insane. Um, so I, I understand where you're coming from. There is some good mobile games out there. Most of them you have to pay for, and I get that. But those free-to-play bullshit 
Um, your crop is ready. Come back and get three <laughs> crystals to upgrade the castle bearer. Oh, you're out of energy. Yeah, yeah. That kind of that kind of bullshit. I could do without. I could do without. Um, Dan, you're old. <laughs> That's the third time you've said that this segment. I hope you know that. Oh, he knows. He knows. That's the title. Dan is old. So did you play Snake? Yeah, I played Snake on a (laughs) TI-86. I played Pokemon Yellow on my (laughs) (laughs) TI-84. So Yeah, yeah, we are old. Leonard, uh, what about mobile, huh? Do you uh, do you do? Oh yeah, that was st- mobile, Paul. No, I know. That's, I played Tetris, and that was the only game I was ever able to play on a mobile phone. <laughs> My parents literally said, "If you buy any games, <laughs> we're taking your phone away." <laughs> <laughs> and rightfully so. Those games uh, uh, they trick you into spending money. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, mobile games have have come a long way. I'm really glad that they're where they are now. Uh, let's, uh, let's go back to Kent. Kent, I know you have something else. I know that key bindings isn't the only thing you you're, you're glad about that we have nowadays. Uh, well, one thing that is a little bit controversial, Ooh. especially with us, okay. or, you, you know, this group, <laughs> um, I gotta say achievements. Bullshit. No, hear me out. Uh, uh. <laughs> so, I'm not, you don't need to go for them. And I know they're big, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Skinner box? Yeah. And yeah. like, uh, you know, wait, um, they can take away from your experience. I remember you were talking about Red yep, Dead. Yep, yep, I'm um, But going on a competitive, uh, like multiplayer standpoint, if it's, the achievements are well designed. Most of the time, they reward you for being cooperative, which is something that to me is like really cool to see. That, uh, like PlayStation Two, like they have this uh, accolades. I think they call it for being a good uh, member, like team member. Uh, having these little achievement rewards for promoting good sportsmanship or doing something like, you know, a lot of games use like, oh, revive your teammate like 50 times. And I'm not talking about just like trophies, but like in-game achievements too. Like uh, before we had trophies or achievements, they'd be like called like skill points or something like that. Uh, Something to reward you for doing something aside from your core gameplay loop. You know, something that you can like look back on and be like, oh, wow, like, you know, this is cool that I did that. Another thing that I, um, that is like kind of cool that's related to achievements is the, the whole destiny Two intro. If Katie were here, she would probably (laughs) agree and know what I'm talking about. Like when my friend Steven and I, we two manned a raid together, which was so hard. It was so cool to see that it logged that achievement when we did destiny Two Cause at the very beginning of it it shows like a little scrapbook type thing and it has literally the exact date and time to when you did that and it had us together on that picture and it was so cool to see um well okay i i think it's something that it's like a middle ground like you 
you know, a lot of people love it. A lot of people don't like it. But the idea of rewarding you for, you know, doing things and promoting players to actually go out of their way to do something is pretty cool. And that's like a good way to get more replay value into something. Right. Even if you're not trying to hundred percent it. Right. Right. So, so as much shit as I give, uh, achievement and achievement hunters in general, um, I, I will say that it does give content. Um, and that content is, uh, to some people very valuable and I'm, I'm glad that they have as much fun as they do with it. Uh, I just wish that, you know, it's, it's been about what, three generations, maybe four, if you stretch it. Um, since we've had achievements or, uh, trophies, uh, et cetera, uh, steam cards or whatever they're called. Um, it's, it's been a long time and I don't think that they've reached their full potential. I think that the idea was hatched up, they implemented it and then they were like, and done. Uh, I really do think that, you know, maybe in the future, if a game says, you know, collect all the pigeons in, uh, uh, Spider-Man. Uh, it can give you something in game. Uh, I know that it probably does in Spider-Man, uh, but not every game does that. Not every game lets you uh, uh, get something uh, in game for it, uh, for going out of your way, out of out of the norm of playing the game and doing something different uh, to to you know reward you with more than just uh, a number ticking up uh, and a digital cookie that you can't eat. Um, but Dan, am I wrong? Am I, am I the odd one out here about achievements? Well, I mean, no, but also like they have tried to do certain things. The problem is, I think the investment for it does not give a good enough return to keep like the, uh, the system moving. Like, cause PlayStation did have the trophy redemption thing where you could yeah. use your yeah, trophies yeah. as currency to bid towards like an auction and that blew up because people were hacking the auction and placing bids that were like way beyond anything that was humanly possible. And it destroyed the whole <laughs> concept of the thing. Yeah. Which means that it's like, yeah, they can do things, but people are the problem. Right. So it's like, what can they do that'll actually give people things? Yeah. Without them abusing it. Yeah. And to, you know, the police that is not worth the, the return. Yeah. So what are they going to do with it? I think Steam has a pretty cool way of doing it. I'm not talking about their achievements. So that means nothing. But those trading cards are actually pretty cool because if you craft the badge, then you can, uh, like, if they have trading cards, it's mandatory for them to have rewards for that. So, like, if you craft the badge, then you can get, like, uh, emojis, you can get, icons you can get uh right. backgrounds for your profile for that game right so it's it's pretty cool uh and, um and and nowadays i i would like to see some cross uh uh you know cross pollination uh for lack of a better word uh when it comes to like you know steam and twitch say you get the badge and all those emo uh, uh emotes and uh uh emojis on steam you should be able to bring those over to Twitch when they're talking about the game or playing that game or something like that. I, th I think some crossplay is definitely in the future uh, for that kind of thing. Um, you know, it's uh, yeah, it, it, I can't yeah. I can't wait to see what achievements can do in the future. I mean, there's a reason that they've stuck around for three generations. It's true. That's very true.
Um, it's it's not something that's necessary, but it's it's a way to get interactivity and promote a certain style of gameplay that you're trying to get your players to do. And like I said, with um, uh, like especially competitive stuff or like co-op, um, you it's a good idea to you know tell players like, hey, you should be you know picking them up when they're down. You should be right. Uh, you know, it's okay to get assist kills instead of kills. That's another big thing. Yeah, yeah, um, no, it, it, yeah. It's definitely good uh, to push uh, uh, you know players with habits out of those habits. Uh, and, and achievements are really good for doing that for sure. Um, but, uh, every single time, uh, that I'm in a cutscene and I get an achievement, I want to, uh, break, uh, everything, everything ever, uh, because it pulls me so far out of immersion when, uh, you know, Ellie from the last of us is, um, doing something incredibly violent and, and powerful and emotional. And then all of a sudden I get this boop. 500 players killed like fuck fuck you man fucking yeah. shut up shut up although but I- at the same time look at red dead i mean your daily challenges are a, a sort of achievement it's true you're doing a task and you're getting rewarded so yeah i know you don't like trophies and stuff like that but yeah you know Tra- before you didn't have goals. these little things okay that rewarded you for micro i mean that's what it is micro stimulation for you know performing actions right right and i know how much you love your daily challenges and getting that streak I same do. thing i do i did it today so. i got my uh, i got my level <laughs> two streak going right now yeah um so i want to close off uh the the podcast with jeremy uh jeremy i know you're the newest so i think it's it's only fair uh that you get to talk about uh something that you miss uh or i'm sorry something that you're uh, happy exists now in the modern gaming space uh, man, I've been talking a lot, a lot on this episode. Sorry, guys. It's fine. Um, <laughs> it's fine. Um, I think it's a big one that I'm happy with that's in gaming now. Um, the community. Okay. okay. Um, I think that's a big one. Um, you know, there's Rock of the Community, Call of Duty Community, PC Community, Xbox Community. There's a, there's literally no matter what you like. There's going to be a fan base and a community that you can get up to, that you can get together with and play games with. For example, Sea of Thieves. Um, I don't know. I just wanted to pitch that one out there. I feel like that's a big one that we kind of to missed on that. Um, no, I'm happy exists now. No, it's, I couldn't live with it. It's, a, it's an incredibly corny answer, and I'm glad that we're ending the podcast on it. But um, I couldn't agree more. Um, finding friends that played uh, video games, the way I used to play video games and still do play video games, uh, was a challenge. It's it's always been a challenge. Uh, but now it couldn't be easier. Uh, there are discord servers for any game that you want to play. Uh, there's Twitch for any game, uh, that you want to see either masters play or, uh, new games that you've never seen before that, uh, Twitch players are uh, checking out for the first time. Uh, it's never been easier. Uh, to not only start being a gamer, but uh, continue being a gamer. Uh, Dan, you're old. So I want to (laughs) know, is finding these communities something that you're glad exists? Yeah, I mean, uh, the one thing I would say is most people, at least in the next, in this newest generation, don't quite fully grasp what it meant to be a gamer or to even try and find your community when 
you know, the internet wasn't really a thing and gaming in general was very much a frowned upon uh, yep. experience or a hobby. Um, so it's very much a changed world. And the fact that gaming is now kind of superseded so many things, even to the point where I think gaming can supersede sports on some levels. So it's mm-hmm. it's like it is a crazy world. And the fact that, yeah, you can find these communities, it does make everything like just that much better for all of us. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. Uh, and it's like, and, th- and none of this would like, even us sitting here talking would not be a thing if it wasn't for everybody out there being as vocal and as passionate about gaming as they are. Well, hell, I couldn't have said it better myself there, Dan. God damn. No, you couldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kent. Uh, Virgil to our Dante. <laughs> <laughs> Kent, uh, uh, I mean, you know, Dan, Dan said it, uh, better than anyone else, but uh, uh, I want to get your your two cents on this. Um, community uh, in, in the gaming sphere is uh, more varied than it ever has been. And I know you're much younger than us, um, but, uh, you know, what was it like growing up being able to find people who can play games uh, without uh, uh, going into deep, dark caves that were cyber cafes? Um. Well, for the longest time, oh, I can't hear myself echo. That was weird. Thanks, Discord. Thanks, um, Discord. <laughs> uh, for the longest time, I actually didn't play online. It wasn't until the PS3 generation was near its end that I started playing online. But mm. uh, it was really cool to see that I could just stay home and not have to go anywhere. Um, it was nice. But at the same time, I did miss couch co-op, but... I feel like couch co-op will never truly die. No, there's always going to be someone. Yeah. Yeah. So online was a cool way to like do more in a game. You know, like sometimes when you're in person, you don't feel like playing something or it's like, oh yeah, that's too much work. But like if you have a friend and you're playing online, you can grind out something like pretty often, way more than you could in person. So I think there's a sense of more, you know, camaraderie, like, between you and friends or even strangers because um you know it's just so convenient you can lay in your bed on your couch wherever you are and just play you don't have to worry about like oh you know i have to like you know invite them and then we have to meet a time and then they have to come over and they can only be here for a certain amount of hours it's cool that it's a pick up and play mentality for online because like you know while you can't pause you can very much put a game on hold and come back to it the next day yeah so yeah yeah um i mean it's 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 a fantastic world we live in where we're able to have this these kinds of conversations um over a uh discord which yeah we make fun of all the time but uh it is the gateway uh to PC online chat and things like that. Also, it, it has channels for every Twitch streamer you've ever heard of, uh, every podcaster except for this one, uh, and it's 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 a good way for communities to grow. Um, and Discord, uh, thank you for being independent. Uh, stop fucking up. <laughs> so. Uh, With all that being said, we're going to end the podcast there. We appreciate you listening to this podcast and all of our other podcasts over on silvertongueaudio.org, like Dazed and Disturbed. 
Midnight in the Bay and our D&D real play podcast that I play with a handful of other NPCs and our friends, the NPC Adventures. These come out every other week. The NPC Adventures comes out every other week on Fridays. Midnight in the Bay on every single Monday. And Days and Deserved on every other Thursday. Check the, uh, check us out there or on uh, uh, you know Twitter or basically just Twitter. Silvertongue Audio. You you can find us. Uh, well I, that's well that's done. all. What, what's that? Well done. That's I know. I'm, one, yeah. I'm so good at this. I've been doing it for 81 episodes. I'm so good at it. So, <laughs> as I say at the end of every podcast episode, until next game, everybody. Until next game. Silver Tongue Audio.